episode 303. A lot of people think that applications and for a small business should be used for acquisition, right? If I have an app, I'll get more customers. It's not necessarily the right line of thinking. Welcome, aftermarketers, to Remarkable Results Radio. Listen to learn just one thing from today's episode on your journey to remarkable results. Welcome, automotive aftermarket professionals, to episode 303 of Remarkable Results Radio with Jason Soto from MobileSoft Technology. Here's a question for you. Do you have an app on your smart device? Well, then you're going to want to listen. Hey, Carm Capriato here, marching forward with some very interesting listening, especially if you're considering all avenues of customer retention. Hey, this episode is presented by Federal Mogul Motor Parts. Now, they're the reason you enjoy these great aftermarket interviews. Search for parts, get the latest technical updates, and also sign up for their Garage Rewards Loyalty Program at fmmotorparts.com. Hey, did you know that every podcast episode has their own show notes page? They do. Find additional bio information, the episode's talking points with Jason Soto at remarkableresults.biz slash E303. Hey, a big shout out to my new Facebook friends, Bill Adams, Hans Jorgensen, David Cameron, Andy Arndt, and Don Cushing. And to my new LinkedIn connections, Emily Melchior, Armin Meddedovic, and Bobby Rose. Welcome. And if you want to become more of a podcast insider, get connected. I've got one convenient place for you to go, remarkableresults.biz slash social. Now, every possible connection is waiting there for you, including the insider email. Okay, how many apps do you have on your phone or tablet? Have you ever gotten app overload? Well, I did just a few years ago and cleared out the ones that grew to have no relevance. So when I met Jason Soto at Apex 2017, I found out he's in the app business. Lee Foreman from Dynamic Automotive, a podcast alum, introduced us, and I got curious to learn his story. And once I did... I knew I needed to share it with you. Now, there's something here for you to think about. I wanted to discover if shop owners had their own app, how would they and their customers benefit? So Jason and I sat down and we talked about how far apps have come, who's using apps, and how much does it all cost? My interest peaked, and I realized you needed to hear this. The Remarkable Results Radio Podcast brings wisdom from every corner of the industry, and I felt you needed to best understand this tool and how it could work for you in your quest to create customers for life. Interesting, isn't it? Now meet Jason Soto. A warm welcome to Jason Soto, Director and General Manager of MobileSoft.com. Hey, man. Hey, Carm. How you doing? Thanks for the warm welcome. Glad to see you. Uh, we uh, spoke for quite a while, actually, at Apex. You stopped by the studio. Who introduced us? Remind me. Uh, that'd be Lee Foreman over at Dynamic Auto. Lee Foreman. That's right. Good old Lee Foreman. Um, great, great partnership. Good, good company Absolutely. down there. And, and I, I was really fascinated. Uh, with what you had to say about apps. I mean, come on, there's an app for everything. Am I right? There is. Games, uh, uh, deliveries, transportation, food, you, know, you, you name it. Now, now, automotive. The average person today has got between 50 and 75 apps on their phone. But they don't use them all, I bet. 
It, it, what were they fascinated by? You know, and say, oh, this is cool—a level, uh, a compass. It's just because it's cool. Ah, uh, well, uh, a it's because of great advertising, uh, and and b what you're starting to see is is. Uh, of the 50 to 75 apps, probably 20 of those are games of some sort that they've downloaded and maybe never used. Uh, others are, you know, uh, banking. Uh, primarily, everyone will probably have between three or four social media apps, you know, LinkedIn, Twitter, Facebook, things like that. There's an app for apps, I think. <laughs> there is an app for You know, apps. preparing for the show... Uh, our, our discussion. So last night I have my tablet. Uh, I finally took a break from work and, and I'm playing with this and I'm thinking about, you know, you and me talking about apps. And I started to, oh, we picked these for you. So I started to scroll through these things. And I said, and I said, well, wait a minute, I do have a Facebook app, but what are all these other apps for Facebook? And I started, I didn't even want to download them and figure it out, but it, it looked to me like there was an app for an app, or at least maybe another company said, hey, I think we could do this better or smoother uh, and everybody loves to have their own way of things so you got to find the right app that gets you comfortable with your own way of things <laughs> does that make you sense do. <laughs> you, you do what we see also is companies piggybacking on other people's ideas uh, i just happened to find an app uh, we bought a new google home uh, voice assistant device over the holidays and i found an app that gives me a listing of all of the things that I can say to the Google Home. You know, hey, Google trivia, hey, Google this, uh, everything else. Well, the Google Home app that you download when you buy the product didn't have that. So it was pretty nifty. You know, the guy's doing it to obviously run some advertising inside of the app. But all in all, it, uh, it was a pretty neat tool. Okay. So, all right. So you're in the app business. Here's the big question. What isn't there an app out there for? Even with Apple... Uh, uh, removing 1.2 million apps from the App Store, which were junk or spam or apps that hadn't been updated in years. There were still another 5 million apps that you could possibly download. And, and we've seen them for, for a multitude of things. But what we see the trend happening is, is small businesses getting their own application because they want to stand out from the crowd. If, if I'm a restaurant, yes, I know that my restaurant will show up in Yelp, for instance, or Groupon. But I'm in with a C, hundreds of thousands, possibly millions of other people in that kind of directory style app. So what they're seeing is, is well, the technology is advanced enough. There are other companies out there providing a, a cost-effective app so they can now have their own icon on their screen and and be able to communicate directly with consumers or with their customers directly. Is this going to be a trend for automotive? I see it as being a trend for automotive. The mid-size uh, automotive repair shops that are out there uh, are starting to deal with more tech-savvy customers, right? We're seeing advancements, great advancements in automotive technology. Every car today has... Uh, uh, has got so much technology already packed into it that they see their you know typical customer being a lot more advanced. Uh, I talk to a lot of shop owners and they say, oh, a guy comes in and he's watched five YouTube videos on how to change brakes and now wants to tell me 
the ASC certified shop owner that, you know, this is how I should change my brakes or he doesn't need calipers or he understands ceramic pistons or whatever it may be. So you're dealing with a lot more technical based uh, customer. Let's drill down. The reason you're here is this whole automotive thing. Uh, you know, why do I need an app? Do I need an app for my, my shop? I have a small shop. Uh, nice shop, big shop, great shop. But should I really have my own app? Is that really taking this whole digital strategy too far? What we see is it's customizing the digital strategy. Okay. A lot of people think that applications and for a small business should be used for acquisition, right? If I have an app, I'll get more customers. It's not necessarily the right line of thinking. Um, Google AdWords does just great if you've got a Google AdWords campaign to get people to your website to either have them fill out a form to schedule an appointment or pick up the phone and call you. They're not necessarily going to download the app right out of the gate. Where the app comes into play is customer communication and retention. So if you spend all the money on pay-per-click and SEO and web presence and advertising, once you get the customer, keep them. So if my customer is at my counter and I say, please download my app, that's really a big step into retention. Absolutely. Because of three big factors. One, the customer has now got your shop icon on their home screen of their phone. So when they are thinking about their car, whether it's maintenance or an emergency situation or needing it towed or whatever, you're at your shop's right there front and center, and it's a reassurance. Secondarily, when the app gets downloaded, now the shop owner has the ability to send a push notification to that user. Only to that user? Well, there's two different types of push notifications. There's a push notification to all users. Okay. And now technology has advanced so much where we call it push notification by user or by topic. So now I can send a direct message in app message to that user on that app. So if they've dropped their car off and now I need to show them a digital inspection or I need to let them know their car is ready, I can send that message directly to them versus the all app users. You really got me thinking here. Digital vehicle inspection software that's out in our uh, industry is texting information or emailing information. And are you suggesting that there's another pathway and that would be direct through the app? Absolutely. With simple integration techniques that are, that are out there and readily available, you know, with the way that people are programming today, both Google and Apple have uh, gateways inside of their programming language to be able to allow for that direct message, that one-on-one -on -one communication with the app owner. You know that 70% of professional technicians install Moog? Do you know who is best in class in engineering R&D? Do you know who holds 47 patents and has 28 dedicated engineers on staff? Yeah, Moog. You should know that 85% of Moog socket-style components are manufactured in North America. And that makes Moog best in class for manufacturing. And since 1966, every NASCAR championship has been won on Moog parts. But you knew that. I know why you install Moog. They solve your problems. Over the years, Moog has provided problem-solving innovations like a patented pressed-in cover plate, powdered metal gusher-bearing technology, 
compression-loaded ball joints with a pre-installed integral dust boot, and vertical control arm bushings. You know why you install Moog. Enhanced durability, improved performance, and ease of installation. For more information, go to MoogParts.com. Now you know. Know why you install Felpro, the gaskets professionals trust? Every part that goes into a Felpro box is validated and approved by a Felpro engineer. Product testing and validation is an integral part of Felpro's engineering, manufacturing, and field testing, where vehicles undergo tests that log over 1 million miles every year. They also reach out to you, the pro, through technology blogs and their technical forums to listen, learn, and keep in touch with you. It's amazing to think that Felpro produces over 325,000 gaskets per day. That's 325,000 per day in their 1 million square foot facility in Skokie, Illinois. Under the same roof, engineering and manufacturing uphold Felpro quality, utilizing 4,500 active production tools with tooling tolerances to 5 microns. Now that's smaller than a human hair. A tight tolerance like that ensures the sealing ability of Felpro gaskets. And their own in-house chem lab develops proprietary formulations like Permadry Plus to produce 35,000 molded rubber sealing components every day. Plus, with Felpro, you get coverage from 1955 of 96% of all domestics and 93% of all import vehicles. So feel confident that with new engines and new technologies, Felpro will be there with innovative solutions to solve your customers' sealing problems. Felpro, the gaskets professionals trust. Go to felpro-only.com for more information. So I've got my Carm's Garage app uh, on my phone. What am I looking at? I mean, am I, as the shop owner, designing the experience on my own? I mean, you're, so you're an app company. We're not here to sell your app. You're here to educate everyone why maybe an app is important. So you help me figure out what my, you know, all my icons need to be on my app. Is it is it about, is it education? Uh, is there any information about my vehicle? Is my vehicle history there? Give me an idea what's on the app. Well, the first thing that we do is we identify with the shop owner what's most important. Some shop owners are concerned about, you know, uh, selling tires. Uh, others' value proposition is free towing. Um, other guys want the ability just to have uh, the option to schedule an appointment directly through the app. So we look at what a shop's doing now, for primarily if they've got a good digital presence. Uh, they've taken some time with their website. We can see what their highlighted points are, whether it's uh, a car care club special that they sell, uh, you know, with digital stamps on it or, or, you know, free towing to all customers or oil change specials, whatever that may be. So we have some of those things that are, we would consider front and center on the front page of the app. But then we balance that with simple things that tie into the phone, like directions. Uh, if you've got multiple shops, when you hit the directions button, then a shop listing comes up. So you can get GPS directions to the shop. It ties directly into the phone's map uh, mapping system. If I want to do one-touch calling, I simply just hit call shop on my app and it dials up uh, the shop immediately. So it's creating, a, uh, it's allowing for the shop to have very simple and useful tools for the customer just to, to interact with the brand, with the shop. Um, we've created uh, some unique features to allow shop owners to to see even a stronger value in having the mobile app with tools like Ask the Mechanic. 
uh, a voice, a, a high quality voice uh, recording system that's built right into the app. Get the user to uh, be able to use uh, tools inside of the app, such as um, uh, the engine noise recorder or Ask the Mechanic, which is really a high quality uh, audio piece of software, recording software that we've built into the app to allow the user to send, uh, let's say, the, the whatever noise the engine is making that they can never replicate once they get to the shop, but it's happening once they turn their car on there every morning. They can record that audio, send it directly into the shop, and the shop can diagnose remotely and then ultimately understand maybe what kind of problem that they are dealing with. Uh, any good mechanic's got a great ear when they're listening to an engine, so that helps. Noise diagnostics, that's uh, that's a really cool phenom out there. And I, I, and I like it. You basically you know just outlined a feature and a benefit for the audio piece on an app. And, and I'm sure... Uh, you know, a service advisor could explain to the customer that was just one tiny small benefit. Many people can relate to noise in a vehicle. Man, that's that's big. Okay, you said something about digital stamp. I, I heard you say that a while back. What's a digital stamp? Think of uh, the age-old adage of all of these little business cards that we've got in our wallet that are uh, loyalty cards, right? For, you know, uh, my favorite sandwich shop or pizza shop. Well, uh, some of the, you know, a lot of the auto repair shops have got uh, an oil change card. So every time you get an oil change, you know, they're writing, they're stamping it and you hold on to that little card in your wallet. Well, what we've done is we've taken that loyalty program and, and embedded it into the app uh, and created a digital stamp. So I, as an app owner, can walk into the shop and ultimately get my oil changed, hand my phone to the service writer and then he'll ty- he'll type in a, a secret code that we program in that only you know the service manager or the owner knows, and it stamps their digital loyalty card. And once the digital loyalty card is filled up, once they present uh, after it's filled up, it turns into a coupon, a one-time only use coupon. So I've gotten five oil changes; my sixth is free. I schedule my oil change, show the guy my phone. And now I've got my free oil change and I don't have to worry about looking for this little stamp card to, that I've kept in my car that's, you know, maybe buried in my wallet somewhere. Wow. Interesting. Pretty cool, actually. Geofencing, you and I talked about it. I found it to be fascinating. To me, it's, it's, it's the new wave of marketing, Carm. Uh, having the ability to uh, create a geographical digital fence, if you will. Think of your shop being on, you know, first in Maine and being able to pull up your shop uh, in our platform and create a radius, let's say uh, 500 feet or a quarter of a mile around your shop. What about a big box store in my community? Could I put a fence around that? You could put a fence around that. If my customer gets close, what would happen? So if your customer gets close, the app's on their phone. Up pops a pre-programmed message. Uh, for instance, come down to Carm's Garage and get a free 14-point inspection and a cup of coffee on us. So now you've got the customer in there, and you can start cross-selling them on other features. Is that <laughs> Big Brother? Kinda. <laughs> Here's the philosophy around it. Uh, everyone with a smartphone has automatically got location services turned on on your phone. It's amazing we do, yes. 
you know, even if you're trying to conserve battery and you go into your settings, you turn your Bluetooth off, you turn your Wi-Fi off, your location settings will still be on there because uh, if you're an Android user, Google Maps wants to help you get to the right uh, get to the right place or have make sure that your search is relevant to your location. So everything is becoming uh, location based and. We've seen that with the big retailers. If uh, if I'm inside a Macy's department store and I've got the Macy's app and I happen to walk through the, the Tommy Hilfiger section, I'll get a Tommy Hilfiger coupon because <laughs> they know I'm standing right there. So yeah, as a big brother, absolutely. Does it enhance the user experience with the brand? Most definitely. Today, I'm going to say the millennial word. That's how they want it. Yeah. And if we're going to market to the largest population base we have in America today, they've overtaken the boomers. It's almost like, uh, you mean, well, why aren't you Jew offensing me? Uh, I, I, I need this stuff. You've you got to remind me I'm your customer. Why am I going over to this big box, you know, to get a battery? <laughs> right. <laughs> and it's 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 funny how we see different uses in in the auto shop app specifically that that we do a lot of work with. Uh, the older demographic, you know, guys like you and I are are looking for the coupons or the loyalty program, something simple. The millennials they're using the appointment scheduling. They're using the part cam feature. They don't want to talk to anyone. They just want to text or email or fill out a form and, and off they go. And we've seen that across the board. The, the, the auto shops that we deal with, let's say in San Francisco, which is a real techie city, majority of, of some of, of their customers book appointments through the app. And they don't even see their, they don't even you get a chance to talk to their customer until they actually show up and drop their car off. <laughs> And sometimes they don't even want to talk at the end. Yeah, they want to talk at the end, right? They just want to book it, pay for it, and off they go. <laughs> yeah, without even being there. Yeah, I'll pick it yeah, up later. Here's my there. credit card. <laughs> yeah, no. It's amazing. We have so many digital tools in our in our world today. Uh, is it becoming too impersonal? If it's not used right, and th- and that's what we see out there in the industry is there are so many digital tools. But at the end of the day, if you're not taking the digital the, the, the technology tools that are out there and really tying them into what your business's value proposition is, right? If I'm a guy out there and I'm saying, I'm, a, you know, I'm the honest mechanic in Indiana and, and I want people to know that, right? I, I've got great service, I've got, you know, I'm a, I'm a family shop, a family owned company, then allow the digital tools that you use to communicate with your customers in that manner. You know, the whole philosophy around digital technology is to, to engage a user, to interact with that user. So ultimately, that user stays with you. You retain the user. And that's, that's the philosophy behind business as well. We want to attract them, make sure that we're treating them right, and, and keep them coming back. I like what I hear. I really do. I know that having an app today, uh, well, I'm just going to call my buddy. Um, I'm going to have his friend who is a friend duplicate what he has and i'm going to have mine and didn't i recently hear that apple saying you can't clone stuff anymore is is that a big thing going on in the world of apps it is with apple right now when we're it's it's different the app game is different than the website game with websites you can go out there 
produce a website and publish it on the internet and off you go. With mobile apps, once the mobile app is produced and you've got to produce it in two different languages, right? The Android language for Android phones and Xcode for iPhones. The Xcode or, you know, the iPhone and Android have, have two different platforms and we've got to go through a publishing process with Google specifically. So it's on the Google Play Store and a publishing process with Apple specifically. So long story short, Apple's regulations are a lot stiffer than Google's, but it's for a good, it's for a good reason. I had mentioned previously that Apple had gotten rid of uh, over a million apps on the iTunes store. And primarily it's because a lot of developers out there were producing, you know, another app that makes a fart noise (laughs) or another app that makes a burping noise or apps that, that were, you know, used for spam purposes just to grab an email. I mean, we've seen the best of the best and the worst of the worst out there. So Apple is holding developers, the development community, to a higher standard. They want a good user interface. Uh, if you know, if I'm selling the iPhone 10 uh, with face recognition and all these intuitive features, uh, I want my users to have a rich, intuitive user experience, regardless of whatever app they use. I enjoyed this. I, I learned a lot. I never would have thought that I would have had you on, really, and to sit here and talk about apps for service centers. But I, I'm, I'm convinced that um, if you want to take your digital marketing to a whole new level, you want to look for customer retention, you want to really market to the millennial, and you, and you want your, your, play, your shop to have a home on the phone then you need to get an app. Uh, can I afford it? I mean, is it is it like so outrageous that um, it's not even going to ever be in my budget next year? Absolutely, you can't afford it. Uh, one of the things that has been a, such a great benefit of the industry has been uh, great companies out there have created tools to allow developers to build apps cost-effectively for the for for the small business owner, uh, I, I'll throw a shameless plug out there and say that one of the tools uh, that that we use is is our own, uh, and we've got other developers that come onto our platform and build apps for their customers. So we've created a platform to allow developers and designers or do-it-yourselfers to to build an app that's cost-effective. Our business has a direct side that we work with the automotive industry on utilizing all of these tools and you can get into an app for you know eleven hundred to fifteen hundred dollars and and it's not just a basic vanilla app it's completely customized full graphic package we have a marketing kit that comes with it so uh, the biggest issue that we've seen is shop owners get really pumped up they give us a call we build them a mobile app and then they forget to tell everyone about it. Having a digital product similar to a website, you got to let people know about it. So we took it a step further. And when someone purchases an app, our philosophy is, is let's speak with them at 30, 60, and 90 days and, and give them the tools in which to pr- help promote their app. Uh, we created a, a print-based marketing kit with point-of-sale stands and invoice stickers and window clings and table tents 
to display throughout the the shop lobby and and promote. So you got a, you got a marketing program, and you know before I had Jason on, you know I I I, I had to vet him out a little bit. I just didn't want anybody to come on on the show. You've got like um, how many million devices that have an app on it? Uh, our platform manages 144 million devices around the world. You guys are around the horn. I mean, you, you just you're not just developing automotive apps. You're, you're you're an app company. You just happen to have a vertical uh, inside the company on automotive. Absolutely, we think automotive is a, a great industry, uh, and with all the advancements in automotive technology, we know the shop owners are looking at new tools all the time. I mean, you've even showed me some great tools with digital inspection and some of the companies that are out there that are really cutting edge that ultimately are going to help the consumer. Yeah, no, no doubt. Our, our industry is changing. Uh, we're on the cutting edge of a lot of that new digital technology stuff. And, and, I, and I actually can see, you know, uh, where, where an app could come in really, really handy in, in the, the customer for life uh, strategy. Jason Soto, Director and General Manager of MobileSoft.com. Thanks for coming on. Thank you so much, Carm. Thanks, Jason Soto. Very, very interesting. Thanks for sharing your knowledge and views of how service professionals can use their own app in their business. We are in a mostly digital world, and I'm glad you got to share your story. See the episode's show notes at remarkableresults.biz slash E303 and find Jason's bio and the talking points. I've also included a link to his company, Mobile Soft Technology. And thanks for listening. The library of insightful audio inspiration grows each week. As you know, the library has over 300 interviews and 55 Town Hall Academy learning modules for you. Please put the podcast into your learning strategy. I know you'll benefit. Thanks for being on board to listen and learn from the premier automotive aftermarket podcast. Until next time.